Hey, everybody. This is Joshua Brown, PJ, as some of y'all know me. Hope you're having a good day. I wanted to start doing something periodically. won't probably be a weekly thing, but every now and then I'll preach a sermon on a Sunday and then come in on Monday morning and wish I had addressed certain things I didn't have time for or certain questions that came up afterwards um, or honestly just went a little deeper into some things that, like I said, I may not have had time for, or that really didn't fit the the sermon for that particular day, but maybe needs to be added on as an addition. So if you want to go a little deeper into what we talked about on a Sunday, these bonus episodes will definitely be for you. Honestly, if you just wanted to listen to them uh, uniquely, apart from a Sunday sermon, you'll still get some stuff from them, but this is more of a conversation. I'm literally, I'm sitting at my desk with a cup of coffee and... Um, just recording this with my mic at my desk. And so super laid back, not going to be teachy. I just want to have a discussion about different things that um, deserve to be kind of tacked on to Sunday sermon. So if you want to go back and listen to it, that is now up on the podcast from yesterday, August 28th. But uh, I, I want to address something that I address in certain circles, depending on what environment I'm in or, or where I'm talking or teaching or whatever. And it's the the idea or the culture that has weaved its way into the church of superstardom or celebrity. And so a, a recent example of how this whole thing plays out is with Carl Lentz. Now, anything I'm about to say, I'm not against big churches. I'm not against any specific person or individuals or groups of people. I'm against a mindset. And so there's a lot of big churches that don't operate in a consumeristic mindset. Or let me say there's not a lot. There's there's some. Uh, there, but I'll use megachurch, for example, synonymous with a consumerism model or mentality because that's typically how they are. So I don't want I don't want anybody to ever lump you know, entire groups of churches into a category just because I say them. A lot of that's going to be on me because I just talk quick and don't go into depth about some of the stuff I'm saying. So if I do that, I apologize. But assume the best. Every time you listen to anything I have to say, assume the best because nine times out of ten, I don't mean the worst that you might have originally thought. So all that to say, with Carl Lentz, I remember when I was in high school, I, I believe I was in high school. I might have, yeah, I was in high school. And Carl Lentz had just came onto the scene. Hillsong, New York had just taken off. And my aunt lived in New York City. And so me and my brother go to New York, and we go visit Hillsong. Because A, first and foremost, I was a huge fan of Hillsong worship. And so that was like, hey, there's a Hillsong here. Let's go check it out. But I'll never forget that Sunday when we went to church, Carl Lentz was preaching. And I remember leaving thinking, I have never seen church particularly preaching, done that cool in my life. And of course, as a high schooler, that immediately drew my attention. And so uh, after that, I started cutting my hair um, like Carl Lentz. I noticed myself talking and dressing like Carl Lentz. And it's not just me. This is what, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people have done. And what we do, what we do is we raise people that are in ministry for for some reason. I don't know how this ever got into the culture, but it did. And for some reason, we elevate these people to God. I mean, and you might be like, well, Josh, that's exaggerating. If we worship these people, now, what defines worship? Because when you go to some of these churches, the worship music 
is to God, right? So aren't you worshiping God? No, 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 no. Worship is the reason, I would would maybe identify it, especially within this context, the reason why you are participating, okay? So, uh, for example, are, are you going to a church because... The uh, because of the pastor, because the pastor's cool, because he's charismatic, because you know, whatever, or are you going to a church because that is the place where you feel like a the Lord has called you, but b that's the place where the reality of our relationship with God, our union, our oneness with God is most realized. If we're all being honest, nine times out of ten in today's culture, particularly if you're 40 and under, it's number one. It's you're there because of a person. How do I know this? Look at all the different churches that had these superstar pastors, such as Carl Lentz. Look at all these different churches that had these superstar pastors that fell or sinned or got fired or whatever, and look at the churches the next few months and few years after that superstar pastor gets let go or fired. Most of them don't exist. I'm I'm thinking of Mars Hill, for example. Mark Driscoll falls, and so goes the church. You know, or uh, with Carl Lentz with Hillsong, New York, uh, all this stuff comes out about abusive behavior and cheating on his wife, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, and Brian Houston now, same thing with the Australia, you know, main branch. And now all of a sudden, the church is crumbling. And it's like it, it's all built on a man, which means the man is that which we are worshiping. And it, that culture, it's just normal in the church. I don't know how it got normal. I don't know where that came from, but it's become normal. And so we elevate these people to certain places. And then, like we see with Carl Lentz, and it, this is not to excuse behavior, by the way, what I'm about to say. However, what did we expect to happen when you put somebody in a place where they're hanging out with celebrities, they're on yachts, you know, partying, drinking, you know, doing all this other stuff? And I'm not against drinking, by the way, but. With all these celebrities, they're on the Today Show, they're they're on Oprah, they're um, on GQ magazines, and uh, you know, posting social media pictures with no clothes on except covering the bare minimum, and like all this. And these are pastors, you know. And I mean, what what did we expect? If you if you elevate a human being to the place of God, that never works. I mean, you see this in Scripture. Any it's, it's an idol, and so any idol eventually falls because it's not real. It's not It's not a real God. And that's the place where like you and I are made in the image and likeness of God. But the amazing thing for you and I is that we are not God. We are like God. We are joined in union with God. But you and I are not God. If I say right now, let there be light, not a lot's going to happen. Uh, if God himself, Yahweh, says, let there be light, things come out of nothing. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? And so, and but I want people to hear that and be like, we're, we're you know, just these these pieces of dirt trash, you know, Calvinism, you know, reform thinking, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, that that's not what we are. What we are is like in the image and likeness of God, okay? And so with that in mind, when we elevate somebody that's in the image and likeness of God, and we elevate them to the role of God, it doesn't work. It never works. And so, like, what do we expect? That We expect these people to be perfect, like God? You know, you know what I'm saying? And so they all fall. Well, the, the most recent controversy is, uh, and I, this was brought to my attention last night because I don't spend enough time on social media to see stuff like this, but 
the most recent controversy controversy excuse me is uh maverick city and you know maverick city same thing i, I don't know how old chandler moore is and the crew i'm pretty sure 21 20 22 something like that really young and um they come they have great music they have amazing music so what does the church what does the church do we can't just stop at oh they have good music we have to elevate them to god and start worshiping i mean like as why I, I don't know what when this started so so here we go. They they release, you know, I wanna be consumed, I wanna be tried by fire, purify you take whatever you desire. Lord here's my life. And they come out with that stuff and it's like, man, this is amazing, it connects with me, blah, 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 blah. And immediately we start worshiping the ground they walk on. Okay. So fast forward a couple of years, they're doing stadium tours, they're going on tour with Kurt Franklin. And so they post a video, I think it was you know, past few days, of uh Kirk Franklin. And they're annou- I think they're announcing something or saying, you know, I, I don't know what they're, I don't know the reason why they posted this. But anyway, they post this video and Kurt Franklin has a shirt, you know, button at his belly button, chest out, the whole thing, um, pelvic thrusting and looking like he just did, a, you know, a line of meth, all that stuff. And, or I don't even know if you do a line of meth. I, I'm not, I don't do drugs. So that, that could have been totally wrong. Um, line of coke, maybe. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, drugs. And so, uh, and again, that's not a knock on Kirk Franklin, okay? But but just to be clear, just to be clear, Maverick City Music promotes themselves as worship artists, okay? So 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 just to be straight, we're talking about worship, okay? And and maybe I'm not old school because I'm only thirty, okay? And I used to be in this world, okay? So I'm, I'm speaking from the from the guy who's been in the very center of it, okay? I used to be in this world where I would, listen to this, I would leverage a platform that was given to me because of my anointing, okay? So I got there in the, in the, in the right way. I was anointed to lead worship, and my anointing got me to a platform. But when I got to the platform, I didn't lead out of my anointing anymore, I leveraged my anointing to gain personal success and to fulfill personal ambition. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference in operating within your anointing, okay, and leveraging your anointing to gain something beyond your anointing, which is typically fame. Okay, so these are wor- these are worship concerts, right? And pel, you know, doing the pelvic. Th- I'm not old school, like I said. I'm not old school. Okay, I don't sit around listening to Casting Crowns and all that junk. I mean, I'm listen. I'm, I love those guys. It's just not good music. And so, you know, I, I just don't. I don't do that. Uh, however, however, let me tell you something. When it comes to worship, there is a, there is a level of reverence that has to be present. Okay. And and you go and look at some of the comments, and these people, I mean, these people are getting ripped for this. Maverick City are getting, I mean, absolutely ripped for this. If you go, I mean, I think they probably deleted all the comments at this point because you know nobody can say anything bad, right? Bad marketing. But if they're still there, go back and look. I mean, they're getting ripped, and the reason is is because like, bro, these guys, I lo- I love the music to death. I love it, but we've elevated them to a place that the only possible outcome is fall. That's it. Pride comes before what? The fall, right? And so we we have we have f- filled the gas tank of pride for them. We paid for it, right? 
and then we're shocked when it falls. And so I'm not telling you you shouldn't listen to Maverick City Music. I'm not telling you any of that stuff. But here's what I am saying. There's a major shift that is taking place in the church, and the major shift is back to what is real. And so you've got this leftover superstar culture thing, and it might take all of them falling. Like It it might take every single one of them falling to the ground for us to realize, wait a minute, something's not right. I remember when Carl Lentz, the whole thing came out with Carl Lentz, and people were, were questioning their faith. Like, you know, the only way if a person, you know, quote unquote falls, okay, and you start questioning your faith, that is a testimony that you worship them as God. Like if, if, if Jesus, if it was ever proven, which it won't be because this is legit, but if it were ever proven that the cross and resurrection were not real, like if, if somehow that were ever, you know, proven, which again, it won't be, this is hypothetical then every one of us who believe in Jesus would start to what? Question our faith, right? Rightly so. If you start to question your faith when a person, a human being, a leader falls, guess what? They were Jesus to you. You, you know what I mean? Like when you're, your salvation, you were baptized into uh, rock star culture, and, and you didn't realize you really weren't baptized into what it means to be a follower of Jesus, and I say that really cautiously because I, I don't I don't like throwing big blanket statements like that out. But um, but but I mean this is a real thing, and so if you're listening to this, and most people that are listening to this are Dream Church people, y'all y'all know this. You got this. For those of you, the many of you that also listen to this that don't even live in Columbia, that don't even live in South Carolina, the reason that you listen to, you know, some of the stuff that we do is because that you can tell there's just a very different, I guess, I don't know, polarizing. That's, there's the word I was looking for. A very polarizing idea that's flowing from what the Lord is doing here. Not polarizing just because we want to be polarizing, okay? Polarizing as in when the kingdom begins to invade, uh, it does two things. It invades, and then it reveals all the other kingdoms. And the way it reveals all the other kingdoms that are present is is all the other kingdoms begin to fall to the supreme kingdom, if you will. And that's what's happening. And it's the, as Jesus begins to reign like he is intended to reign in a church, suddenly you're going to look around and see the places simultaneously that Jesus is not reigning. And that's not a knock on individuals. It's, it's a knock on a consumer mentality. I showed everybody a graph yesterday of when the the consumer megachurch, whatever you want to call it, model started taking off in the around early 1990s. And the acceleration of the decline of the overall church in America is, I think, I, I didn't do the math on this, I think it's like it, it began to accelerate at four or five times, possibly more, the rate that it was... Um, accelerating. Okay. So, so decline in growth was accelerating by a certain pace. Well, when consumerism, mega church, kind of that thing took over the church, it started declining rapidly compared to what it was before. And so I call it the great growth dichotomy. And it's where some of our churches are exploding and are growing, but the church is shrinking astronomically. And it, it is, I mean, can you like talk about delusion? 
we look around and we get all of our church growth models and all of the way that we should be doing church and all the books we read and all the videos we watch and all the podcasts we listen to from people that we have typically elevated to God. We worship the ground they walk on. And the reason we worship the ground they walk on is because they got giant churches. Because in America, we view success quali- or quantitatively. In the kingdom, success is judged qualitatively. If, if America was, was Jerusalem and Israel um, back in the day, if, that, if America was that, then every single one of the Americans that are in church today would be either Pharisees or Sadducees. Why? Because those are the biggest church, those are the biggest synagogues, right? And that's all we care about. We don't care about the quality. So you'd have a little rabbi Jesus with a, a handful of people that are this ragtag gang, nobodies, and you wouldn't care anything he had to say. And it's not because what he had to say was wrong. It's because he didn't have a big giant crowd. And, and you know what I mean? That's all we. That's all we care about is 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 superstars and all that stuff. And, I, and I'm I'm just telling you because it's more of a conversation than it is a sermon. And if you disagree with me, whatever. I you know that's, that's fine. It's ain't, ain't gonna be any skin off my back. But uh, I just I just believe. We really need to bring the church back to reality, and we need to remember who we are. The church is not about being relevant to the culture. Church people, sure. Like, like the people in the church are called to reach unbelievers. Sure, absolutely. But the church, the church's primary role is not to reach unbelievers. It's to equip the saints to reach unbelievers. When, so when we come together in the church, we're not coming together so that we can reach a bunch of lost people, right? And that happens, That's not, but that's not the primary reason the church gets together. And even as I'm saying that, I'm sure a lot of you are like, what are you talking about? Is that not the mission of the church? No, it's the mission of the people within the church, but the entity of the church is, the purpose of that entity is to operate as the bride of Jesus, which means you're already in full belief of the one that you're in covenant with. So when we come together as a church, we need to be equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. We don't need to do the work of the ministry so that the saints don't have to do anything. And that's why all these, you know, like, we'll, we'll, I mean, that's why we'll say things like, your, 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 what, what do we say? Your storm will be your success. Your, your agitation will be your influence. Um, or no, 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 no. Your agitation will be your acceleration. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll say all this stuff, this motivational, you know, whatever type of stuff. And we'll say, we don't even know what that means. Sure, probably didn't read the, you know, probably didn't get out of a verse, you know, but we'll, we'll say all this stuff and we'll motivate people and we'll call all these lost people in because we played rock and roll and all that stuff. And I'm not even saying rock and roll is bad. I'm just saying everything that we do is backwards in the church. And then we wonder why the church is losing people. And the answer is not let's become more and more like the culture around us. Really, the answer is, is let's become more and more like the culture that's supposed to be reigning within us. And when that happens, I think the church is going to have its best days ever. I, but but if it, I think if it takes, this is just my personal belief, I think the Lord's willing to let it take every single one of these uh, idols fall 
before we realize. I mean, Israel had to go into Babylonian and Assyrian captivity, okay? Judah and Israel had to go into this captivity, and the, and the reason they went there is because they forgot God. So God was willing to let them go back into slavery to remember that it was God who originally brought them out of slavery. Um, he didn't. He gave them prophets so that they wouldn't have to get to that point, but they refused the prophets, you know. And so let's not do that. Let let's let's have our guard up. Uh, let's protect the purity of the church, and let's just let let's redeem it. I mean, it starts with you. It doesn't start with the pastors, okay? Um, I mean, maybe in some ways it does, but it really starts with the expectation of the people. So if you're in a really really big church and you're listening to this and you're like, man, I wanna I wanna start. I want to start being more about the kingdom. Well, Sunday, you you have a whole group of people, thousands, that are showing up to your church because you were giving them something to consume. And suddenly, if they show up and you start saying, hey, we're changing everything, we're just going to be about the Lord. Then, guess what? A lot of them aren't going to want to show up anymore because that's not why they came in the first place. So it's got to start with the expectation of the people, I believe. Like when you show up to church, anybody listening to this that you're not a pastor, which is most of y'all, if not all of you, when you show up to church, here's what your expectation needs to be. I'm here to experience the depth of the Son and the Father and the Spirit. That's why I'm here, okay? So when I'm hearing preaching or teaching, that teaching needs to give me all the tools I need so that during the week I can have a face-to-face encounter with God. When we're in worship, I want to have, together with my family, a face-to-face encounter with God. And then suddenly, you stop caring as much about what programs the church has, how big the building is, how big the parking lot is, how cool the pastor is, and you only care about Jesus. And, and guess what happens? God gets put back in the place of God. And when God gets put back in his rightful place, the church is put back in her rightful place. This is so easy. Um, Yet, in the South, South Carolina, it is so difficult because most people around here believe they are rock-solid people that follow Jesus and couldn't tell you the books of the Bible. And that's not, again, that's not a knock. It's just a testimony to this is just what we've made church. And, and that ain't going to be enough anymore. It never was, but that's not going to be enough anymore. It ain't going to be enough for you to be like, I go to church at Christmas. No. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, that ain't going to church. That, that's, that's, you know, checking off a box, going to an event. And uh, what you need to do is get involved in family. Um, some of y'all need to stop expecting your pastor to be a superstar and just let them be a pastor. Uh, stop expecting your pastor to be everything for you and let them be the one who points you to the one who actually can be everything for you, which is Jesus. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we got to change our expectations. We got to stop making these anointed worship leaders and preachers God. And man, like, it's, e- it's easy. Just let Jesus be Jesus. Let Jesus be king, and, uh, and we'll be all right. So that's my thoughts on this Monday morning. We got to rebuild the temple, rebuild Zion. And, uh, and let Babylon go. And I, I think if we do that, we're going to see what no eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind is comprehended. That says the Lord. That's what he has planned for those who love him. So I love you guys. If you have any comments, reach out to hello at dreamcolumbia.com and let me know. And uh, I'll see y'all soon.